0: Attacked by Hamas. What can Christians do? How should we pray? How can we stand with Israel? Let's talk about it with Jonathan Feldstein on Steve Brown, etc.
1: He's he's an old white guy, an author, broadcaster, and seminary professor who's sick of religion. And he's brought friends. Please welcome Steve Brown, etc.
0: So glad you're here. I say it every time, but you always have a place at our table. If you're wondering, I'm the aforementioned old white guy. Uh, we generally use bad jokes in this <laughs> introduction, <laughs> and uh, and you keep thinking they can't get worse, but they do. But given the subject uh, for this program, it's not appropriate to joke too much. So let me tell you who's here. Matthew Porter is here. He's our executive producer. Our producer, Jeremy, is in the Little Glass booth. Our one-man IT department, John Myers, is in his tech bunker. Dr. George Bingham is the president of Key Life. And Kathy Wyatt, of course, is the soft, eminent side of this broadcast. If you don't know about Jonathan Feldstein, you're in for a treat. Uh, we are fairly new friends, and I feel like I've known him for a hundred years. He's the founder and president of Genesis One Two Three Foundation. He was born and educated in the United States, and immigrated to Israel in 2004. And throughout his life and career, Jonathan has followed the call of fellowship with Christians in order to serve as a bridge between Jews and Christians and to help connect Christians to Israel in a meaningful way. And it is a natural connection. We're in the same family. Jonathan, thank you. I know how busy you are, and I know how scared you are. And I know the price you have paid and that you would take the time to be with us. I'm just thankful for you. Uh, first of all, kind of kind of fill us in on on uh, you were in an interview recently and the siren went off and you had to leave. And you told us you're going to do the same thing if the siren goes off. So kind of fill us in to where things are right now.
2: Yeah. Well, actually that interview was interesting because it was radio on my phone. So I wasn't sitting in front of the computer, leaving, leaving everyone staring at a blank screen. Um, (laughs) I took my phone with me and ran downstairs to my bomb shelter. And after several minutes huffed back upstairs. Um, But thank God. I mean, it it was a, it was an actual rocket overhead. Um, Yeah. So on, first of all, thank you for having me. And I, and I, uh, um, concur with you about feeling, though I'm not an old white man, um, (laughs) I concur with you about feeling like we've known each other for 100 years, and I'm I'm very grateful. Hmm. Um, So uh, we were awakened rudely, you know, everyone here has an alarm clock. And Uh sometimes the alarm clock goes off when you don't want it to. And you're in a deep sleep. Well, that happened to us early in the morning on Saturday, the 7th of November, October, excuse me. Um, when we were sent to the bomb shelter for the first time, of four times just that morning, um, because we are Orthodox Jews living here. We, by the way, we live about forty miles from the corner of the western corner of the Gaza border. So when we know ro- when rockets are coming this direction, we know that it's serious. But we're Orthodox Jews. It was Saturday, the Sabbath. We're offline. The computer's not on. The phone. The the the, the TV. And unless it's something that's immediately life-threatening we're not gonna we're not gonna violate the Shabbat mm-hmm. to do that so we stayed offline but we and, and spent it was fascinating you you would have enjoyed the conversation speculating about what was happening um until four o'clock in the afternoon when my 20 almost 25 year old newlywed son came into the house he and his wife my daughter-in-law are living in her family's house at the moment they were supposed to start their uh, academic year this week, um but that's been deferred because of the war. Anyway, he came in. He's a combat officer, uh, not officer soldier, and he knew something was going on. He did turn on his phone because in order to save life, soldiers, even if they're Orthodox Jews, will get online and do what's necessary. Mm. And he walked mm. into the house. he said, I've been called up. He told us what had happened that day, at least initial reports. And within ten minutes he was in his uniform. He picked up his equipment. We quickly packed him up with whatever non-perishable food that we could. And he was out of here. I went to the balcony overlooking overlooking the floor, uh, the the street uh, outside our apartment building. About two minutes later, a a little black car came, picked him up. He threw his stuff in the back of the car, and they were off. Um, Oh, man. Of course, Saturday night, rockets continued. And Saturday night, we were glued... it's it's hard even to think about yeah. that first moment. You know, people who are old enough, like you, Steve, will remember JFK mm. or other, or and we all remember nine eleven. Where we were at eight forty seven, or, or or at these other at these other times. Um, th- this was horrifying. It was devastating. And then, because it was still within the first day of this horrific attack there was no sense that we would be up to already over 1300 slaughtered and over 4000 injured and and now uh, 200 or so kidnapped um, we didn't know that we thought there was 100 people 200 people we didn't know the details and um it's it's like living in a nightmare and i haven't felt this way since the days and weeks after
0: september 11 That's, uh, uh, those who are listening and watching this program right now, you probably have heard news reports of those who are standing with Hamas and are talking about Israel getting what Israel deserves. That's a lie from the pit of hell and it smells like smoke. You talked about thinking maybe a hundred at the beginning had been killed I was watching it the same time you were, and that was the initial report. Correct. And then it kept rising, and then the pictures kept coming, and the Correct. horror of it began to sink in. It was brutal. It was dark. It was, uh, and well, it's, you don't have words to describe it. Did you ever expect something like this to happen?
2: Well. I- First of all, I'm a civilian. I tried to serve in the army, but I have no military experience. Um, So, of course, I never expected it, although it's reminding me of a haunting dream I once had and remembered. Um, But the sad part is it's not that I, Jonathan Feldstein, didn't expect it. It's that our military intelligence didn't expect it. It's that our army was not there lined up on the border when thousands of Islamic terrorists decided to storm the border and rip it down in 20-plus places, and whether shooting at their legs or shooting at other parts, that that, that, that whole assault was not stopped before before thousands of people infiltrated and, and, and slaughtered as many as they did.
0: At some point, uh, there will be an examination of why yes. the intelligence uh, didn't reveal that this was happening. But you know, Jonathan, and you know this, uh, this isn't a surprise to God. I kind of hesitated to tell this, but I'm going to anyway. I, I have for years and years, every morning of my life, prayed for the peace of Jerusalem and the blessing of God's ancient people for security and and uh about a year ago for no reason i i don't even know why it started i started in that portion of my prayer where i pray for israel and jerusalem i started praying for those who fight and for victory and at that time there was no fighting and i thought god this is really weird and i'm going to keep doing it but I feel kind of funny. I mean, I feel like I'm asking for something that's not even happening. And then when Hamas came and attacked, I began to realize what I had been praying for for over a year. Now, that's no big deal, except it's a reminder uh, that this is not something that surprised God. He doesn't have any perspiration on his upper lip and uh, he loves his people. I love you guys, and he loves you a lot more than I do. And uh, we're gonna be able to watch what God does over this time. And I know that I haven't said anything about which you would find disagreement, Jonathan. We're brothers, and we walk together with these views.
2: We, we We have our faith of course. But when I read the Bible, I'm looking at brutal wars over, over centuries of our existence. And I'm looking that there's nowhere except when the Messiah comes that God says there'll be no more.
0: Yeah. man uh, I'd like that to happen <laughs> sooner rather than later. Amen. Guys, we're talking with Jonathan Felstein and, uh, He's the founder and president of the Genesis One Two Three Foundation. And among other things, it kind of brings Christians and Jews together. Uh, I personally think that this is a key issue and may have blessings attached to it about which we're not aware. We're talking to somebody who's on the ground in Israel. You need to stay with us because this is important, very important.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, chances are your friends and family would too, right? So help us spread the word by sharing a link, clicking subscribe on YouTube, and if you think about it, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere. Hey, is there one called Pod I mean, it feels like there should be, right? But like no E in Blaster. Just Blaster. Blaster. that's how the colons do it.
0: Hi, this is Steve Brown, and in case you didn't know, one of the main reasons Key Life exists is to remind believers that God isn't mad at his children. Why am I telling you this? Because our weekly email, Key Life Connection, takes the best of the videos, articles, and puts them right in your inbox. We'd love for you to try it. It's free. Go to keylife.org slash subscribe. Jonathan Feldstein on the ground in Israel, in fact, just 40 miles away from the place where the attack, uh, where Hamas uh, did such horrible things to God's people.
1: Jonathan, this is not only personal for you because because these are your people, but this is personal for you because of your family as well. Um, Your son and your son-in-law both? Serve, um, where do you have any idea where they have gone, where they've been sent, what they're, um, and obviously sometimes you can't talk about those kinds of things, and uh, yeah, I understand that,
2: right? Um, uh, uh, yes, it, it's very personal, and from through this, not only are we living a difficult time, but I'm able to extrapolate how complicated this is. We need to understand that, that including. Uh, Two million Israeli Arabs in the total population, and Israel, most Israeli Arabs do not serve in the military. We have now called up between reserves over 300,000 and standing troops about uh, 200,000. We've called up. We've got we've got nearly five percent, or more than five percent, of the total population now serving in the army. So if we look, for instance, at the, I mean. Uh, my son is a, is a combat soldier. I'm not going to say what unit um or where he has been or what he's been doing to the extent I know or where he is now and where he is now may change tomorrow. Um but but it's it's certainly f- terribly frightening that he may in 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 all likelihood be one of the tens of thousands of troops who storm into Hama, in, in, into Gaza. To take out the the the, the um, uh, terrorists there. Now, uh, before I talk about my son-in-law, two two other points about my son. First of all, he's a newlywed. He was married three and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. So his my his wife, my daughter-in-law, is now living at home with her parents, as if she's single. You know, she doesn't know when she's going to see him again. She was able to go visit him briefly, and they took a picture together, and I'm sure hugged. But but that was just brief. Uh, sometime in the first week. Um, but why are we going to send young men like my son into Gaza to take out the terrorists in order to prevent carpet bombing them, which is probably the most effective way of of killing the terrorists, um, in order to prevent the, uh, an undue loss of civilian lives on that side? Um, and that's scary. It's, of course, it's terribly scary. And and my wife and three daughters, My my youngest daughter went off to the north to visit her boyfriend where he's stationed this week, and hopefully he'll come home. uh, As we're we're recording this, hopefully he'll come be home for the weekend, but that's just a temporary reprieve. My son-in-law, we knew that he would be called up first in previous conflicts he has been. We knew that there was something more serious going on, and he was called up first. Uh, Matter of fact, it's funny. He took one of our two cars to drive off into a war zone. I kind of silently prayed that our little blue car would accidentally get hit by shrapnel and maybe someone <laughs> would buy us a new car. Um, but, but we know what he does. We, we, we sort of know what he does. Ah, wait a minute. Air raid siren right now in the Gaza area, the, the Gaza border area, live, live as we're speaking, hmm. Sending people who sending people who are still there, I can't even turn that off into their shelters. Um, they have about 15 seconds to get into their shelters. And we'll come back and talk about what I did with a bunch of people who were helping, who, who were evacuated from there. But so we knew my son-in-law would be evacuated. My son-in-law is married to my oldest daughter. They have three children. The oldest is turning five this week. Um, it's been tremendously stressful for my daughter. It's stressful for the two oldest, My old my older grandson specifically, you can see his behavior—he—he he knows something is going on, and he knows his father put on a uniform, and his father left on Shabbat in a car, which they don't do. We don't drive on. Und- so all of this is connecting, but he's only five, so he doesn't know how to process it. And all of these things are are taking place around us, and again, magnified times many, many, many times. I—I I haven't done a census, but in my town of about twelve thousand people, um, certainly our population is down. Ten to twenty percent of men who have been called up, and and each of those are leaving behind spouses and children, um, not to mention parents. So it's it's there's a there's a profound sense of stress in the country, that that and and fear and anger, um, and and resolve and resolve and unity. Jonathan, you
3: talked about kids not being able to process it. I'm not sure adults can do much better in processing it. You know, it's it, there's an odd tension where you're praying for peace, but at the same time praying for justice too, and they're 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 not counter to each other, but you do feel that tension, and you you know, I'd imagine you would find yourself praying with clenched fists sometimes. Can you talk us <laughs> through uh, what what that's like?
2: Yeah. Um... Well, I'll tell you what, as I prepare for a conversation like this, it's one of the times, one of the few times in, in in a day that I am able to unplug from what I've been doing to occupy myself. And I get it. It's where I become more emotional. It's where I, I become more mm. focused on actually what's going on around, even though I've been obsessed with the news, like again, after 9-11 and, and it's harder for me because you have to confront your own emotions. Um, uh, everyone has their strengths. Everyone, that strength is not the right word. Everyone has their, their abilities. I'm looking at my daughter. She's, and my son-in-law, they're wonderful parents. Oh, by the way, he came home. He got a reprieve for 12 hours. He was able to come home the other night. My wife and I showed up to help out with the grandchildren and we heard his voice, my son-in-law bathing the kids. My daughter didn't expect it. The kids didn't expect it. But he left before they woke up the next morning. Um, they all needed that, but, but it's, it's still, it's still just like putting a bandaid on something that's a very open wound and it's, everyone has their limitations as to how they're dealing with it. And adults, I think we're seeing more kindness now, Mm -hmm. but I also know that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. And it, it kind of, it's kind of part of our DNA. I'm living here, not quite 20 years um it's part of our dna because we're used to it but it rips open all of the the fears and the the
0: concerns all the same is anger a part of the emotion
2: oh yeah i'm i'm angry as hell um mm. i you know i i justice yeah and and the anger angry person in me wants to obliterate hamas and i wrote an article about it recently talking about how 57% of palestinian arabs in gaza actually support hamas so they're culpable they could have changed they could have built a singapore in this pristine coastal piece of land but but they haven't done that
0: hmm. man i'll tell you it's hard to absorb you know it, it and it feels kind of uh, Kafkaesque or uh, weird to be sitting around talking about something that is so horrible and so big and so dangerous and so dark, like we're just having coffee and talking about it. Yeah. It doesn't compute, it doesn't come together. Well, we're gonna talk some more about it on the other side of the, of the break. At minimum, you know to pray for Jonathan and his family. And when you do that, pray for the people of Israel and for the armies. And uh, you can be a part of it with that prayer.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown Etc. And if you're enjoying the show, would you help us let others know about it? You can share a link, click subscribe on our YouTube channel, or drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks much.
0: Hi, this is Steve Brown, and I'm excited to tell you about a new offer from Key Life called Living with Steve. Let me tell you the way it works. I travel with you wherever you go. If you need an entertaining conversation or even a sermon, there I am. That's the good news. The bad news is that it costs a million bucks. (laughs) But wait, there's good news. You can get everything I've just described with the Key Life app. And for a limited time, it's not a million dollars. It's free. Try it now at keylife.org app. Jonathan Feldstein, he's on the ground in Israel in the midst of maybe the most, since Holocaust or Shoah, the most um, horrific experience God's people have ever felt. And um, uh, we appreciate Jonathan. He might have to leave us if the siren gets uh, loud and the bombs start falling where he is but so far um he has not had to leave and you don't want to either um jonathan um as we're recording this this is uh the day before biden is projected to to visit israel and uh so far he hasn't referenced iran as having involvement or supporting what happened with Hamas and and the the attack and so forth. Um, you were talking some off air uh, from your perspective, and I'm sure the perspective of your neighbors and so forth. There, talk a little bit about uh, uh, thoughts on Iran and their involvement.
2: Sure. So I want to I want to first not knowing what President Biden will say or do here. Um, I want to credit him for the very strong support, mm. and that are bringing that's helping to bring Americans together on this. And uh, so far, however, immediately, what was missing in all of his statements was a recognition that the head of the snake is Iran. Iran is the same kind; it's a different stream of Islam. They're Shia, and most of Hamas and Hezbollah. Well, Hezbollah is also Shia, but Hamas is Sunni Islam Muslims, and and given their own uh way they'll kill each other um but right now they're united against us and Hamas is funded directly by Iran, and Qatar and other other fund players in the region um but but in order to stop this we need to stop um the the notion that Iran can be dealt with it's the same it's the same um uh character as Hamas just bigger and a trying and trying to acquire a nuclear weapon um Hamas uh, excuse me, Iran, the Iranian regime is clear about their intention to destroy Israel. They call us the little Satan, they call uh, America the big Satan. Given the opportunity, they will certainly uh act on that and and that's why the sanctions that were in place were so so critical. and that's why the 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 naive at best deal that was reached uh, last month, to to h- ransom uh, several Americans, dual citizens in Iran for six billion dollars was fullheartedly. First of all, the notion that money is not fungible and wouldn't go to uh, support terrorism, which is really their main currency, that and pistachios um, really is <laughs> okay. They have some oil too, yeah. But but that's it. That's what they export, and to the notion that they wouldn't use that money for terrorism was foolish. But even if $6 billion in the scheme of things wasn't so significant, it shows them that, that the West, including the United States, is foolish and thinks that they can be negotiated with and thinks we can treat them like normal neighbors, world uh, members of the families of the world. And, and and we'll give you some money and you give up our terror, terrorist uh, hostages and everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. And that's nonsense. And what I hope, I, I recognize that President Biden is in an election and all of America is, and that's fine. So maybe he's not going to step up and say, oops, I was wrong. But I hope, I pray that the U.S. actions now will be clear that Iran cannot be dealt with anything more. Than, than with brute force if necessary, but but squeezing them out. Because while we're seeing this, we're also seeing, I have a dear friend who, who is a, a Iranian born Christian, except she was born not Christian and became a Christian in Iran and was arrested and sentenced to death for, for becoming a Christian. And she's now living in, in, in Atlanta and she, it's very clear what's going on in iran that you have millions and millions and millions of iranians who hate the regime who want freedom yeah. from this yeah. islamism and are supporting israel the the tweets that she's showing me well i'd say tweets it's no longer called twitter i don't know what they call it x's <laughs> that, um, whatever whatever they call it uh the, the 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 social media messages in support of israel and asking us to bury gaza because for 40 plus years they've been fed this lie that we are the enemy and we need to support the palestinians and that's been done at the at the um expense of iran and the well-being of of tens of millions of iranian citizens so i hope that what will happen is the us and and the west will squeeze iran again not let go not 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 until they say uncle until they stop breathing, the the regime, I'm talking about the regime, and let Iranians take back their country. We need to support that.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, boy, I agree. And you know, the involvement of Iran may not be something we get a choice about. Uh, You never know whether they're blowing smoke uh, or if they're that stupid, but they have said that if uh, Israel moves into Gaza, that they will react militarily. Um, I, I don't want that to happen, but maybe it would be an excuse to do some things that need to be done in terms of justice or taking care of business. Hey guys, this is an important yeah. discussion. Don't you dare go anywhere else because so you don't want to miss a bit of it.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, chances are your friends and family would too, right? So help us spread the word by sharing a link, clicking subscribe on YouTube, and if you think about it, drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform: iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're pretty much everywhere. Hey, is there one called Podblaster? I mean it feels like there should be, right? But like no E in Blaster. Just blaster. blaster. that's how the colons do it.
1: When Christ promised we could live life to the full, he didn't just mean eventually in heaven, because Jesus didn't come to save us from our humanity, but to restore it. Life with a capital L. Find it now on keylife.org. store
3: What if you could start your day by hanging out in God's Word and with some of the most significant theologians, authors, and pastors ever? That's the idea behind the one-year devotional, God With Us. Find it now on keylife.org/slash store.
0: We're uh, talking to Jonathan Felstein. He's the founder and president of Genesis 123 Foundation. And Kathy reminded me in the break that maybe there's an outside chance that some of our viewers or our listeners have no idea what the Genesis one, two, three foundation is. So Jonathan, uh, time to stop talking about war for a little bit and to do a little bit of PR for the foundation. So tell us about what's going on.
2: PR and I hope it's some inspiration. So uh, several years ago, I established the Genesis One Two Three Foundation as the continuation, and I pray the the end for many, more, many more years to come of my career building bridges between Jews and Christians. I had worked with a number of nonprofits that were very happy to receive donations from Christians, but really didn't want to um, uh, make relationships and 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 were doing things that challenged my integrity, um, things that were really transactional. I refer to it as a uh, as the objectification of Christians as a faith-based ATM, just trying to get money out mm. with as little as punching in a four-digit code. Mm. So I established the Genesis One Two Three Foundation to build bridges, relationships, to do things that are out of the box um, that other people are not doing, and and use those as ways to make connections. And thank God, we've been really successful in a lot of ways. Um, quickly, Run for Zion is our is the first christian program around the jerusalem marathon people can contact me about that and um and i'm the only orthodox jew in your neighborhood uh, the only orthodox jew with a weekly uh, podcast about and from israel called inspiration from zion on the charisma podcast network which is pretty pretty awesome yeah. Yeah. and i've been hosting webinars and and briefings and prayer events and i know i'm leaving other low-hanging fruit that i'm not thinking of but really, that's our objective—to build bridges between Jews and Christians, and Christians with Israel in ways that are new, unique, and meaningful. And uh, one of the projects we'll talk about in a minute, Steve, involves you. Um, but what we've done now, because because of the war, is we've created an Israel emergency campaign to give uh, to be very, very targeted in terms of what we're focusing on. And by the way, I want to say it's a campaign. We need we need the resources, but but I avoid. As much as I can, making every interaction only about giving money, because there are many, many ways to bless Israel. Yeah. So the Wait, it, give, us, give, give
0: us that. some contact information. So if somebody wanted to send a right. gift, where would they send it and how would they do that?
2: Thank you, Steve. So so our website is genesis123.co. And specifically for the Israel Emergency campaign, the site we're asking people to go to is love dot genesis123 dot co love.genesis123 dot co where not only can people make a dedicated donation to this emergency campaign and the pillars that we're that we're funding but also enable people to send their prayers and words of encouragement which I'm going reminds me I have to buy a new ream of paper or two because we're printing so much and handing them out the words of Christians from around the world to show their encouragement and support, which is really super important as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's how people can connect. And just quickly for this campaign, there are four main pillars. We're supporting the soldiers. We're not providing weapons. We're, we're doing things that are life-saving and to, for their comfort. Um, we, are, we are helping uh, communities like mine and others in the Gaza area and on the Lebanese border that live on the periphery, around threats from Arabs, with various uh, civilian security equipment that that can prevent, hopefully, a kind of slaughter that w- that we saw recently. We are uh, helping to relocate evacuees, uh, hundreds—well, it hundreds of thousands. It's certainly tens of thousands now um, uh, from the Gaza border area into hotels and other places around the country. About 50% of our hotel rooms right now are filled with evacuees from the Gaza border area. We are helping to fund that, um, and that's a really critical element. Um, I just was with this week, I was just with uh, dozens of people from one particular community sharing their experiences. And last, which touches me the most and and has the biggest long-term and most critical impact, I think, is um, at-risk youth. We're, we're, We're an imperfect society like all societies parents just because biologically they can become a parent doesn't mean that they have the skill set to be the best parents and a lot of children are born to parents who don't have that so we're helping those children who live in communities near the Gaza border area that are suffering from trauma that only know in their young lives they yeah. only know yeah. rockets and war and and fear and can't play outside more than 15 seconds away from a bomb shelter or play in 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 in, in concrete reinforced bomb shelters. Um, these are horrible things. And my prayer is that not only we're we gonna have enough money to help the children now, but that we're gonna be able to give funding for any one of three, four, five different therapies for a whole year, because these are precious kids. And if we don't invest in them now, they're gonna be broken. Mm. So that's that's the nutshell of what we're doing. And then our book,
1: yeah. And I was going to say we got two minutes left. Tell us about Israel, the miracle book. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. This is what one of the things Steve participated. Yeah,
2: yeah. Steve is one of our authors. Um, Exactly eleven months ago, God gave me an unbelievable vision that I. It's 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 a miracle in and of itself that we are now published and books are on their way to America uh we have had the blessing to put together a book called Israel the Miracle people can go and order theirs at israelthemiracle.com i know you've ordered them and thank you for that and are going to use them as premiums and 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 give them out to people there but israel the miracle is a compilation of essays by 75 christian leaders from all around the world every continent except antarctica um ethnicity denomination Age, ge- well, there's only two genders, so so both of them, um, and so far, and uh, <laughs> and it's unbelievable, and it's put together as a coffee table book, with essays that range from several hundred words to a thousand words, so they're bite sized And what's beautiful about that, I spoke earlier about my grandson, is that you can sit with your child or grandchild on your lap, looking at the beautiful pictures, and read. What Steve Brown has to say, what Gordon Robertson has to say, what uh what the former Supreme Court Justice of South Africa who is getting light death threats because of his support for Israel, what he has to say, and on and on and on and on wow. and it's it's quite incredible. I can't wait to get them into your hands
1: mm. us too
0: Jonathan i we're um we're out of time, and i I know that you're busier than a mosquito in a nudist colony right now. And I know you don't have much. (laughs) And thank you so much for what you're doing, for the inspiration you are, for the people that you're touching, and for the message that you've shared with us today. We're going to be praying for you, Mm -hmm. and we're going to rise up and call you blessed because of the ways God is using you. Uh, Thanks for being with us again. Thank
2: you for giving me the opportunity. Um, It means a lot.
0: Jonathan Feldstein. Uh, It's the Genesis 123 Foundation. You can Google it and get to their website and then go a lot of other places. and You will be amazed. Hey, guys, we're going to come back for a short segment and tell you who we're going to do it unto next week. So don't go anywhere.
3: Hey, thanks for listening to Steve Brown, etc. And if you're enjoying the show, would you help us let others know about it? You can share a link, click subscribe on our YouTube channel, or drop us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks much. What if you could start your day by hanging out in God's Word and with some of the most significant theologians, authors, and pastors ever? That's the idea behind the one-year devotional, God With Us. Find it now on keylife.org slash store. This is Pete Owinson, and if you're a guy, I want to show you how to recover and reclaim an intimate, growing relationship with your Heavenly Father. Check out, like Father, like Son, how knowing
2: God as Father changes men. Available now at keylife.org store. Believer, I want you to remember that where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. And you will run out of sin before God runs out of grace. Grace, the real good news of the gospel. Find it now on keylife.org store.
0: And Feldstein, he's doing a great work and and he's facing some great danger where he lives right now. And um, he and the people of Israel are facing great pain. You know, there, and I'm not going to go off on it sometime, we'll talk about it, but there's something very supernatural about the connection between Christ and Christ followers and Jews and um, and the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans said that we were called to make Jews jealous and all we've done is make them feel afraid and uh, some of that is changing radically and maybe this war is a part of that but um I do this every day, and I would suggest that you do it, too. It's a biblical mandate to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And the reason we're called to do that is there's something very different and very important and very special about Jerusalem and Israel that is different than every other place that you can name. So it was good to have Jonathan with us, and we'll have him at another time. You might want to check on that coffee table book, which is kind of a major thing that's coming out. Uh, Jonathan said he didn't know when, you know, war kind of interrupts things. You know, you can't get an ice cream cone when you want or a book that you want. It's a very difficult time. But when that book is available, you ought to get it. It's an amazing demonstration of Christians praying for and standing with Israel. All right. Who's going to be on next week?
1: Next week, our friend Andrew Farley is going to be with us. And his new book, it's it, very interesting. I mean, the basic title is just um, uh, 101 Bible questions. Big deal, right? But the, underneath that, it says, and the surprising answers you may not hear in church.
0: <laughs> oh ho. <laughs> Shoot, that'll be the best interview we've ever easiest interview we've ever done. He put the questions for the interview in the book. All we do is go down the chap- the chapters and ask the questions. Ask the questions. Sounds good. And a dalmatian for each one. There you go. Yeah. And we're just talking until the music comes <laughs> up. And when the music comes up, it's important I say goodbye. Yeah. And remind you that we're going to be here, same time, same place, next week. It's our fond hope that you join us. And between now and then, don't do anything we wouldn't. And that gives you a wide, wide berth. Some of us getting